I think it ended up having 20 views and he made a few hundred thousand dollars off of it because it was a very, very specific question that he answered and showed a story of helping someone that if you're asking this question, you have a big problem and you are willing to pay a lot of money to solve that problem. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome. We are in episode 57. Now, throughout the show so far, I have spoken about masterminds, groups of like-minded individuals that I hang out with, talk to. There's definitely a few that I've mentioned over our journey together so far. And it's important to have people in your life that you can share things with, especially in business, right? Like not normally can you sit down and hang out with your friends and start talking about your business unless they also have businesses, their eyes are just going to roll back in their head. And it can be difficult to talk about it with your family as well. So it's important to have this. So off of that, there is a mastermind group that I've been a part of for a while. And in that group, there are a couple of mentors. And this individual that I've invited on the show is one of the mentors. And I've just always been amazed with the information that he shares, just so freely, so valuable with the group. And he has an incredible company and does amazing things for businesses. So I wanted to introduce you guys to him. So his name is Ian Garlic, and his business is called Video Case Story, not study, videocasestory.com, actually. You'll find out why he calls it story coming up soon. So he's produced over 15,000 videos for a really diverse clientele of these sort of customer stories that help to tell the story of your clients and how they've gotten benefits from you. And he's also from back in the day, understands YouTube and video marketing as well. He's an author of a brand new book that you'll learn about soon. It's called Video Testimonials That Land Big Fish, The Proven Marketing Strategy to Attract Bigger Clients, Increase Sales, and Achieve Real YouTube Results with Video Case Stories. So guys, you're really in for a treat. I cannot wait for you to listen in on this conversation. I got really excited as well and suddenly saw all these incredible things that I can do with video that I haven't been yet doing in my business. So let's bring Ian on. No, it's not Ian, it's Ian. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Ian. Really happy to have you here. I've been chasing you for a while to have this chat. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) It's the date and time difference. Sorry about that. It's great to talk to you about it. I know you guys, those of you listening for a while, I'm, I have the American accent, but I live in Australia and Ian's over somewhere middle of the States. Are you middle of the States? Remind me where you are. I'm in Orlando, Florida. So East Coast. That? East Coast. Nice. <laughs> so I'm wanting Ian on the show because of a couple of reasons. So I'm part of a mastermind group and he gives phenomenal advice for not just agencies, which is what I am, but business in general but also because of what he does in his business, which you guys are going to find out shortly what that is and how he works with clients and what he's been up to. But I always like to kick off the show with a couple of tips that people can grab onto around you and your business. And how specifically do you grow during the more hectic, crazy, hustly times to keep your head above water? So what are a couple tips that you do to kind of stay away from the crazy hustle and grind? 
Stay away from the crazy hustling, right? <laughs> That's a tough one for me. Isn't it? Because I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I'd like to get stuff done. Yeah. I don't know. It's deciding what's important. I mean, that's what you got to do and limit your goals. Make sure you have a set vision. I think the set vision is probably one of the easiest things and that because I can make you tell you what to say no to. One of the other things I try and do is, you know, my friend slash clients slash amazing book writer, uh, founder of EOS, Gina Wickman. He always says, you know, have your 10 year vision. And because we all feel this impatience. Right. And I think that social media drives that. And you've got to be really, really careful of that. Yeah. So it's like way underestimate what we can do in 10 years and way overestimate what we can do in one year. So I think having that patience is crucial. You know, and gratitude, practicing gratitude. I mean, those are some of the, they're not really hacks. <laughs> and then also walks, you know, quiet walks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Do you know how many people say that actually? So many people I've spoken to are like, get your ass out in nature. Like yeah. seriously, get outside. It just shifts perspective and the vision thing as well. Yeah. I'm glad you've mentioned that. It's crucial. <laughs> it is crucial. And then, I mean, and then really know who you're serving. And, uh, you know, one of these things I've been talking to a lot of people about that there's so many people out there selling this idea of scale and making a ton of money. Yeah. And I think there's certain people that are driven by that. And I think there's certain people that substitute that for thinking that they're going to get freedom from scale. It's not going to get you that. So understanding really what motivates you and what makes yeah. you feel accomplished because the, the bar is always going to be moving further and further. So understanding, you know, if it's who you're serving and it's like, hey, what do I want to accomplish for them and for myself and be happy with that? Yeah, it's a really good point. I was just talking to a really interesting woman, um, my last interview, and she was saying like, I got caught up in the whole comparison thing. I was looking at all the entrepreneurs online and going, I should have this, I should have this, I should have this. And she's like, you know what? I literally got rid of half of my product suite. I got rid of half of my team. I've never been more profitable. I've never been more happy. Exactly. If it's a lifestyle thing that you want, or if it's a mix, or I like yeah. building things. So it's like, yeah, okay. you know, it's, I like to build things, but it's not necessarily that I have to make the most money in the world, but I like to make stuff. But it's easy to get away from that and go, oh, I need to be making this money. Yeah. And so much of that's fake. I know so many people, yeah. are, you know, it's like they're, they're showing all their stuff on Instagram because that's what sells and they don't really have that much. I mean, I knew one yeah. guy that, you know, was showing all his expensive cars, which he no longer has. And he was living in a, a small apartment. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a mismatch there, mate. Yeah. Because you have to practice that awareness. If you don't practice it, you're going to get caught up in it. And our job is being on internet and seeing those things. Just, yeah, you, you've got to also unfriend those people. <laughs> it's, actually, you know what? That's a really good point. What do they call it? Your timeline detox or something? You're like, what? Yeah. You just, yeah, anyone that makes you feel like crap about yourself, like just think about, think twice about following them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So I want to talk now a little bit more about your business and all the things you're building because you're a builder, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's start this conversation about what you've been up to. Like, what does your business do? And you just mentioned something about a book as well. So give yeah. me a little background on you. So I've been doing video marketing for about 15 years. Yeah. Worked with service-based businesses, started in legal, a background in 
economics and I was a, worked for a hedge fund and all that craziness in New York City. And then really loved marketing, got into marketing and then was a consultant, legal marketing consultant for a Fortune 50 company and then started our agency. And we were doing yeah. YouTube marketing, you know, right at the onset, right when YouTube was purchased by Google. I was like, this is going to change everything. And since then, we've evolved how we do store. You've had to evolve, right? Because it is evol- yeah. has evolved. I mean, back then, I could make put any video on a website, and they're like, oh, my God, a video on a website. Now it's kind of, it's obviously you've got to make really good videos to get people to pay attention. And I learned over the years of working through clients that every time we didn't start with customer stories, we missed out on something. It was the thing that really got the most benefit, but also through a process not only improved marketing, but improved sales, helped inspire people, improved every part of your business. So we now do what we call video case stories, which we say, you know, even my book is called Video Testimonials That Land the Big Fish. The only reason it's called that is because of SEO purposes. Yeah. But it's really, we talk really quickly about the idea that you should not be looking at testimonials. You should be capturing, you know, focus on your customer stories. Not just focus to, for them to be on a website, but focus on listening to them because they're going to tell you the answers to all of your problems. They're going to tell you your copy. They're going to tell you your keywords. They're going to tell you your positioning statement. They're going to tell you your angles and hooks. And they're going to make great content for you if you just take the time to do it. And we, so we've developed a system of strategy and collection and how to make it great videos and make to use these videos everywhere, especially on YouTube. And then I wrote a book about exactly how to do that. <laughs> What's the name of the book? Video testimonials that land the big fish. Got it. I just wanted to have you shout that out one more time. Is it available now? It is available now. You can go to it was Amazon number one bestseller in most categories except for marketing because Alex Hermosi launched his book two days before mine. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a little disappointing, but yeah, I didn't spend a million dollars on my book launch. And if you go to testimonialbook.com slash Porter, there's a bunch of extra bonuses on there for all of your listeners. Love it. And you know, if we've got the tackle box tool that like we charge thousands of dollars for, we'll be on there as well. And the book is, a, you know, a few dollars right now. It's going to go up because I'm actually going to launch a few more books coming out soon. Really? Mr. Builder, building away, <laughs> creating, new, <laughs> creating new things. I love it so yeah. much. All right, great. Now I have another book I have to read, Ian, because of you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. Okay, so talk to me about how you work with somebody. Do they have to be near you? Like, do you do the video work for them? How do you work with somebody? Yeah, so, I mean, the biggest part is the strategy. Yeah. And I really go into that in the book because everyone we've worked with, I mean, I really, most of my clients, I don't meet in person that much anymore. I used to fly around the world and we do a lot of remote video and we send videographers out. Okay. But it's really the strategy because when we start talking through customers and and talking through clients, and then we interview them remotely, you get so much information. And the pandemic really shifted things too, because people got so used to Zoom, yeah. which before it was kind of this weird thing and it was really difficult. And we had started doing this well, we did remote before Zoom and it was difficult. But then second Zoom hits, it's almost like a confessional for your clients if you ask the right questions and have the right person on their side. And you get so much information. And so we get that strategy, we interview the clients, and then we go, hey, these are the things that we've learned. And then from there, we can make additional videos. And at that point, we usually send out a filmmaker or if someone flies to us, to our studio here in Orlando. And you know, we do have filmmakers in Australia too, so. Okay. But once you've had the strategy down, you, you want to also a filmmaker that understands strategy. 
So we have specific filmmakers for that because if someone can make a beautiful, beautiful movie, an Emmy award-winning movie, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell a lot of your services. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we work. So do you find it difficult to get somebody's customer or client to actually say, yeah, I'm cool to talk about the work they did with me? That's a great question. And it's a big question. So the first thing I tell people is don't ask for testimonials. You need to ask them about their story. And we've done some very, very sensitive subjects where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe the person told me that. You know, where people were about to go to prison for the rest of their life and accused of horrific crimes and they still tell the story. It's how you ask. It's asking often. Some people will say no, but it's one of those things you just, you need to have the habit of doing it because you never know who's going to say yes, you think, and you never know who's going to say no. And I just wrote a blog post about this and you never know when that person is going to disappear. Person might be an amazing story, they love you, and then something happens. You know, they found someone else, or yeah, you know, something happens to them. So you've got to just be in the habit of constantly collecting those stories. It's your gold, it's the absolute engine of a great business. So if you're a service business, when do you tend to ask for the customer's story? Halfway through the project, towards the end? When's the best time? I like to have it throughout milestones. Okay. You know, and you decide on those milestones because we talk about there's always a first win, especially if you're in a business like yours where it takes a little while to get stuff done, right? And it takes a little yeah. while to get results. If you just yeah. sell the results that are a year from now, you're going to have a client that's like, oh my God, is this going to ever happen? But if you get the stories along the way, the first win, like, oh, the first time I saw the comp for my website, or the first time you know I really got the strategy down, or yeah. really this shift in how we talk to our clients. You know, with us, with the Tackle Box, we have client stories. I think you've had Michelle on. Yeah. Michelle Prince, who, before we even talked to her clients, we had found new angles and actually new lines of business for her within a few hours of working through this. Interesting. And we've got that story down, but you've got to make a habit of collecting those. And not only is it going to improve your marketing, but also it's going to improve each of those stages. So you're going to hear what's good about it. We think we know what's in people's heads, which is the weirdest thing. We think we understand our customer completely and they're people. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you don't know you what's in people's heads. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. constantly be asked. Okay, I like it. So if you think back to a couple of clients you've worked with recently, do you know what's actually happened as a result of you guys jumping in and helping to create these customer stories? Like what sort of results can a business expect from these types of videos? Yeah, I mean... With, you know, Jason Swank, who you work with. Yeah. Right away, we're able to use the case stories tackle box to train his new salespeople. Ah. And quickly get results, which he never had success in salespeople before. Oh. Dot & Co., which is a, a, like a staffing company, they, they start to use the case stories before they have a sales call. And they said transforms the sales calls. You know, we had one dentist who recently got a five-figure case from a case story we did six years ago. <laughs> And, you know, people walk through the door like, that's me. That's my problem. They're just like me. I want that. Wow. Which I love too, because that's like these stories can last for a long time. One of my favorites too recently is Cosm, who does traffic, like top 1% Google ads agency. They got a case story that they've used. They're running $200,000 a month in YouTube traffic. Oh my gosh. And it was their most successful retargeting video that there is. Wow. And so... I can go on and on. We've had so many successes all along the way. But one of my favorite things is when people say, you know, and I hear this all the time, 
you know, it's, it's just weird. People just walk in and feel like they know me and they're just ready to work with me. And that's my favorite thing. You know, there's just always this awkward moments like going on a first date and imagine skipping to like the fourth date and they're like, oh, <laughs> excited to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> or go on your fourth date. And that's probably my favorite thing is when, when we hear that. And then, you know, we have a lot of long-term success stories, people we've grown, you know, eight and nine figure businesses with. So I, wow, you know, it's like, like this house is, you know, because you helped us out and I love all that stuff. Oh, that just makes your job so worth it when you see how mm -hmm. you actually affect somebody's life in that way. That's so good. No, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yep. That's really cool. Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, a good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, six things your website needs to get more customers, or download the ultimate checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access. Another thing that's coming to my mind is people are listening to this because I'm like, I want this now, <laughs> even just based on this last five minutes of conversation. So there'll be people thinking the same thing. Is there a way of going back in time and talking to previous customers? Or is this something where you're like, okay, I now have the iron mindset and I just start cleaning the sand from here on out. I'm focused on the stories. No, definitely. You know, a lot of people are like, well, this is an old story. I'm like, you still transform this person's life. Yeah. And that's why I like the idea of case stories versus case studies. Because case studies, yeah. the numbers, like it might be like you worked with a small client before. And, you know, now you make someone $100,000 where you used to be made someone $5,000. Yeah. That $5,000 was transformative to them. So you can always do that. Don't be afraid to go back in time and get a story from them. Yeah. You know, the stories are what's their problem and who are they and what was the result. But also, most important in stories, after we get someone's attention, is we want transformation. Like, if you look at any great movie, great film, there's a point and each character is redeemed, right? And if you, like, pay attention, then in every film, and you're like, that you love, it's like the best characters are transformed. Yeah. We love stories of transformation. And so, you know, if it's, like, if someone's in a, family law attorney and, and a divorce three years later, what's their life look like now? Because after a divorce, it's like kind of shitty part of my French, but three years from now, they're like, oh my God, that was the best thing that ever happened. Or someone loses a key employee and goes find someone else. <laughs> and two years from now, they're like, that's the best thing. That person that helped me find that new person, that was the best thing that ever happened. But at that moment, it was the scariest thing. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid to get old case stories. It doesn't have to be absolutely fresh that's good i've seen so many to the point where there's people i know and like i know them really well and i hear them say the same story over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again but it's because they work yeah you know it's a good point <laughs> i mean i was you know brought up jimmy buffett and god rest his soul but i mean how many times did that guy played margarita oh my god and, <laughs> oh, i'm having flashbacks right now <laughs> yeah i know it's a winning story yeah. Don't be afraid to be an expert and tell it in slightly different ways. And, you know, he always had a different way of take on it. Become an expert at telling the stories. Now, you shouldn't have just one story. You have to have multiple stories, but don't be afraid 
to reuse a story and think that everyone's heard it because like how many times you have you heard that song and just a little bit different depending on where you are and how it is good point same thing most people don't remember your stories they don't even remember what they saw on instagram four hours ago exactly (laughs) exactly that's a very interesting thing it's called the google effect i don't know if you've heard about this what is it but basically our brains are being trained now to forget things because we can just go out and google them oh wow no i've not heard about that before that's crazy yeah Yeah, so it's a cognitive dissonance that's happening. It's a new one. So don't be afraid to find old stories and get them out. Okay, good. So I want to change gears a little bit to some tips. So specifically around your sort of tackle box and some of the tips and things Mm -hmm. that you do with clients and the strategy. What are a few sort of, I guess, tips or strategy ideas for people that are like, right, this is so cool. I want it, but what do I do? Where do I start? Yeah, I mean, the number one place to start is what I call the green zone. Because a lot of people want to take a case story and, and run you know, traffic to it and get brand new clients that have never seen them before. Attacking the green zone is where there's a lot of money to be made. And it's like people, what we call the fish in the barrel, they're just fish swimming around you, ready to close. And really think about, you know, and that's one of the things you'll find in the tackle box is like the whole list of those places. Yeah. But if you really follow people around with these stories, email the stories out, on a regular basis, post the stories regularly, put them in retargeting regularly, put them throughout your website. The worst place you can put your customer stories is on a success stories page because no one's clicking on the Agreed. success stories page. I totally agree with that, yep. I mean, we look at heat maps. Yep. Your about us is the second most used page on your website. Yes. That's where you need to have <laughs> success stories. Also, you need to have a process page and have stories about your process and explaining that. So these are all places that you can not only close clients better, but they're much more ready to work with you. So if you just focus on that area, you will transform your business because everyone wants to do like a thousand Instagram posts and get a hundred thousand followers. I have clients that literally have 70 YouTube subscribers that have made four to $5 million off of their YouTube channel. That is the interesting information I think needs to be told more. So talk to me about that. Is that because just these beautiful stories that they have on there? Well, it's because they speak to a certain crowd, especially if you're in what I call high value. I hate the idea of high ticket because then it becomes a transaction. If you're a service business, you should be high value to your client and they should be, yes, pay you in return. Yeah. And so I really wanted people to kind of have that idea of high value, but high value clients like Fortune 50 companies are looking at your YouTube channel. They're not going to subscribe to your YouTube channel. If you're talking to them, though, let's say you've targeted Fortune 50 companies. So there's 50 companies, right? Yep. You know, they're worth billions of dollars. And if you targeted all of those Fortune 50 companies' executives, say there's 100 executives, you're targeting 5,000 people. And most of those people are not going to subscribe. So if you get 10% of those 5,000 people to watch your videos, you've got 500 possible viewers. And that's spread across all the viewers, right? And if you got all those people to watch your videos, they're not going to like, they're not going to comment. They're going to call you up and go, hey, I want to work with you. And so that's where understanding your customer journey so, so important. Like really understanding their story. Because like Gary Vaynerchuk, all of his social media was for the masses. Mm. He was talking to a mom in like Alabama. I forgot her name, but he always knew the name of the person. Yes. And that's how he grew a big social media following. For a long time, though, his big social media following did not equate into money for 
his agency effort. Agency, yeah. But, you know, we talked about this and he's like, it was like years before that equated. And I think it's becoming harder and harder. And I see so many people talking to the wrong person. So if you focus on that person, you're not going to get the subscribers. You're not going to get the views. But if you answer the million dollar question for the person that can give you $100,000, you need five views a year and you're making a decent amount of money. God, that's a good point. I love that you said that. Yeah, there's so many people that I come across and they're so frustrated because they're just focused on the vanity metrics. So they're like, oh, look, 100 people joined my email list, but no one's buying. And it's part of that thing where you're focused on the wrong part of growth rather than just really honing in on the person like you're saying and speaking just to them. And like you said, what's better, 500 views, somebody that just is a tire kicker or two views from people that sign up? (laughs) I had a client who had, I think this video, and I can't tell you what it is because (laughs) it made him a lot of money. I think it ended up having 20 views and he made a few hundred thousand dollars off of it because it was a very, very specific question that he answered and showed a story of helping someone that if you're asking this question, you have a big problem and you are willing to pay a lot of money to solve that problem. Can you do videos? So if you were to sort of do a content video like that, do you as the business owner step in and do like a sort of an intro or you're answering a question or are you just removed and you're just allowing the customer to answer the question and tell the story? At that time, I would have probably, I would have a mix. Okay. And like, here's someone that we helped and this is how we helped them. And, and this is why it worked. And it depends. It really depends on the intent and it depends on where they are in the customer journey and what answer they're looking for. So, right. Yeah. But I mean, in general, yeah, you should be on video answer. If you're a service-based business and you work with clients personally, you 100% should be on video because it's going to make them feel better about working with you. And if you're like, I don't like being on video, well, you've got to get used to it. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of businesses where you don't have to be, but if someone's going to meet you, they're buying you. You are the product. The result is the customer story is the result and that they want. And now they want to know, like, and trust you and they want to buy you the product. I will totally agree to that. So my amazing guy, sales guy, Adam, he said to me the other day, you know, I spoke to somebody on the phone and she's just going on and on about how she feels like she knows you. And and he's like, have you guys met? And she's like, no, we haven't, but I've seen all her content. So video content. It works. It's a thing called the mere exposure effect. And it's what I call the Oprah effect. I was with a group of people, like a bunch of business owners and speaking. I'm like, how many of you know who Oprah is? And they're like, everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, how many of you know Oprah? And they're like, no. And I'm like, how many of you feel like if she walked through the door right now, you could give her a hug? And like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm like, you'd be jumped by her bodyguard. But (laughs) but the fact it's because humans, it's another cognitive dissonance because humans survive for so long in separate colonies with just a few hundred that if they saw a face that they knew they knew that was someone that was safe and they saw a face they didn't know they would often kill them wow but like the more we saw the face because this is all the science i get into but we forget that we just evolved language like ten thousand years ago right and there were (laughs) humans for hundreds of thousands of years that didn't have language didn't have calendars there's all this other stuff So there's all these things in the back of our brain. And that's a big one. The more we see someone's face and the more we hear their voice, the more we think they're a friend. And that's what you can trigger with video. Wow. Okay. I feel like I could talk to you for another hour about science. (laughs) Numbers, (laughs) because I love that stuff. But uh, by the way, I just like totally tuned out, you guys. My brain just went on like multiple tangents (laughs) from what he just said. That's so cool. 
<laughs> so as we start to wrap up, how do people work with you if they want? What's the starting point? I mean, grab the book. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great place to start because it really quickly shows you the process of what's going to happen. So you understand it. Yeah. You know, it's a few dollars on Amazon. It's available globally on Amazon when it launched it. For some reason, it wasn't available in Australia. And I had people from Australia yelling at me. But <laughs> it is available in Australia now. Good. And then you can go to videocasestory.com. You know, if you want to work with us directly, you can go there. We have strategists around the world. But then also follow us on YouTube. We've got a lot of content on there. And I do a lot of lives. And if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, feel free. Yeah, Ian has some good content. I've watched his videos before in our little mastermind group. He's like, you know, watch this, watch this. And I end up watching all his <laughs> stuff and learning, learning really good things from it. So guys, like I tell you this a lot with the guests I have on my show, like go follow them, go hang out with them. But seriously, you have to, you have to. Like I can totally agree with what you said about the about page being the second most hit page on the website, the process. That's why we do USPs and processes and graphics and all that stuff. It is the stuff that is the magic to business growth, especially if you have a service business, which most of you guys I know do. So you guys need what Ian's telling you. I'm not messing around. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and now I'm extra keen. I'll be having a side chat with you for my goals next year for some stories with my customers. <laughs> nice. But seriously, God, thank you for being here. Are there any last comments or things that came up through our conversation you want to share? I mean, my biggest thing is like, and I talk about a lot in the book is committing to this because customer stories is one of those things that's like easy to be like, oh, I kind of need that. And like you're saying, I'm going to do that next year, this and this and this, like they disappear. It is a fundamental business, but it's not a thing that you won't notice it's missing yeah. until you've fallen by the wayside. So focus on it, focus on your customers and focus on their stories. Okay. Excellent way to end. Guys, all of it's in our show notes, so go over there and check it out. And also under the video on YouTube, if you're happening to watch us side by side having a chat. And thank you so much, Ian, for being here. Really, really appreciate it. My pleasure, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.